Rick Jensen on 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL. City of Wilmington raises water rates, sewer rates. You can't pay. They shut off the water. Then what happens? Well, you know your home's uninhabitable. Why? Because the water's off. (laughs) Nice cycle. And then for many, many years, Ken Grant has, in my opinion, been leading the charge in trying to get the city of Wilmington to stop using a scandalous design for towing people's cars. In fact, on this program, I've had, what, well over a dozen, probably 15, 16 people who were fearless enough to go public and say how they've been abused by the system. Last night, the PAL Center, North Market Street in Wilmington, uh, Christian Willauer, who was talking about water costs and, and problems with billing there, and Ken Grant on the parking and towing issue, held a town hall titled Fees and Fines in Wilmington. And uh, they're both on the phone right now. I had invite them on to please uh, give us an update of the town hall meeting. So, uh, Christian, thanks for being on. Ah, thanks for inviting us. Sure. And Ken, hello. Uh, Rick, first of all, the headline should be Rick Jensen listeners pay attention and come out. Really? Uh, because there were several people, several people last night who said that they were there because they heard about this on the Rick Jensen show. I'm very pleased. Thank you, folks. Uh, Thank you very, very much. Because it's really difficult to get people out to anything like, oh, yeah, a town hall. Uh, Yeah, whatever. Fees and fines. I'll just move. You know, and God bless you for actually being involved, because I know that the two of you really want to have a solution going forward. So thanks, Ken. Um, Can we start with Christian? Christian, on the the water bills, and uh, what did uh, folks learn last night, and where do you think uh, you can go forward with this? Yeah, so the event was sponsored by the Wilmington Fines and Fees Justice Team, which is this collaboration of city council and community organizations like the uh, Homes Campaign and the um, Campaign to End Debtors Prison. And last night, we wanted to have a forum, a town hall forum, where we could talk about what we're doing and also talk about what the issues are and talk about how we can let our council members know about how important these are, how people have been impacted by high water bills, by parking tickets, by red light tickets, and how we can work together to change the policy so that Wilmington's budgeting process is more fair and equitable. That was last night. That was the program. And so we went deep into what's going on with water bills. I talked about that, and Ken also talked about uh, parking tickets. And just to give, you know, um, a little bit of background, we wanted to talk about what's happening with water bills and also what some of the resources are available to people who are having trouble. So if it's okay with you, um, Mr. Jensen, I'll just mention a few of the resources that are available. Sure. So one of the main things, if you are a homeowner and you are behind in your water bills or you're behind in your uh, in your taxes or your mortgage to the city, the, the Delaware Mortgage Help. You should call them right away. Delaware State Housing Authority has this excellent program that's funded with um, federal dollars to help homeowners who are impacted by the um, COVID epidemic and who are facing back due water bills. And they can support you up to $50,000 combined for mortgage, water bills, taxes. And it's worth a call to see if you qualify. So that's the Delaware State Housing Alliance, the Delaware Mortgage Help Program. And then, in addition, the city wants um, people to know that they can always call the city, call the 311 number. Um, they have put some resources into um, 
assisting people with water bills. Um, we think that there's much more that needs to be done around water billing, um, but we want to let people know that those resources are there. So, now, now and, 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 and let me ask you, uh, how, uh, how, how helpful is the city really when you call 311? We've heard a lot of different reports, um, and the thing that concerns us most is when people are seriously behind in their water bills, best practices, What we the, this event that we sponsored last night was with this national organization, the Center for Fines and Fees Justice. Other cities that are trying to address water billing, they do debt forgiveness. Once you get onto a payment plan, then you can get debt forgiveness because people get so behind that there's just no way to catch up. Um, and so what while the city of Wilmington right now um, sometimes offers people the opportunity to get into um, a payment plan, and they used to have uh, $1,500 available for homeowners who are behind in their water bills, we think that there's much more that needs to be done to address the fact that there are out of 37,500 water customers, um, there are 11,500, so that's one in three, who are 30 days or more delinquent on their water bill. So if you're behind your water bill in the city of Wilmington, including Newcastle County, who use the water util- water from the water utility, you are not alone. And that's why we think it's not just an individual problem. It's something that we have to look at. How do we fix how we're doing water billing? How do we fix, um, you know, the, the, the cost of water? And how do we fix um, the way the city of Wilmington is billing customers and, um, and, and we need to look at it not just as like one person behind in their water bill. Right, but eleven thousand. So we solve so, this problem. Yeah. I do have yeah. a couple of questions. So I'm wondering if you got eleven thousand people behind their water bills, and uh, yeah, I guess perhaps they're not being uh, evicted. Perhaps their houses are not being deemed uninhabitable. Do they? Do you think that they feel like ah, oh, it's fine? I'll just get away with it. Other people getting away with it. I'm not going to worry about it. Well, it's a total of twenty three million dollars, um, and. So, but I mean, unfortunately, what happens, and, and people came last night, and in addition to talking about the issues, we also had small group meetings where people talked about how they individually were impacted by water billing and parking tickets and the harm. Yeah. And some of the things that people talk about is just the stress that's caused when you have a bill that you can't pay or, you know, you well, pay it, some uh, of it, but it remains. But but I'm, I'm, I'm uh, yeah. But I'm wondering if there are people who feel like they could just get away with it. How, how many how many folks are actually displaced? Uh, you know, kicked out of their homes and such uh, each year or or so because they don't pay their water bills. Do you, do you have any numbers on that? So we did share that from the city. They said, um, and I I don't have the numbers exactly in front of me, but last year they sent something like 946 water shutoff notices to households. And they actually shut off water for 100, I think it was 196 households. Um, and then the, there's something around 60 households that, that hadn't had their water shut, that had had their water shut off, that hadn't had it turned back on. So, you know, women, there's 37,000 customers. Yeah. That's not a huge portion of the 37,000 customers. But the thing is, is when there's 11,000 customers who that could happen to and who worry that that might happen to them, that, that's where the problem is, is, is that how do we deal with those 11,000 customers who are behind in the water bill? Um, yeah, and, yeah. and why raising the water bill is part of the problem, because when the water bill is raised, then there's more people who fall behind. And that's what we've seen in Wilmington. As the water bill has gone up, the delinquencies has gone up, too. So you can raise the price, but if people can't pay, you know, you, you don't collect that money. Right. So, so Christian, um, that's I, I why we're advocating for solutions. Yeah, okay. What would it be? What would it be? 
Um, and well, right, Rick, I'll of, jump in okay. and, and say that uh, part of it, part of it's a, a matter of transparency. I mean, a lot of this takes place uh, behind an opaque glass. Uh, you know, most people aren't even finding out how much water they're being charged for. Just you know, here's how much we say you owe. Uh, yes, that, that has happened. Ken, yeah, I know, Ken. We've we've talked about the the and, fact that uh, yeah, somebody will buy a house and it's behind on water bills. They even know, but but before we get to the the towing and everything, and and I appreciate a piece of information, Ken. But I want to hear from Christian a solution. She mentioned you know we're seeking a solution, and uh, and I'd love to know you know what kind of solutions might be out there, Christian. Yeah, so there's been three policies that have been proposed that are that city council is considering right now. Um, one of them is is to end water shutoffs. Right now, it appears that the city is only doing residential shutoffs, um, not shutoffs for businesses or uh, commercial accounts. So, you know, if they've made that choice to avoid uh, doing shutoffs for um, businesses and commercial accounts, the same should be true for residents. Like, okay. we need to be collecting our water bills, but water shutoffs are inhumane, and people deserve to live with water. So and, first, okay, uh, first shutoff the water. legislation to end. And okay. water shutoffs. And two, don't foreclose on people's homes because they are behind. They have a water bill. I mean, although the city will say that that never happens, um, there are people who are who that has happened to. Um, and the reason actually I got into water billing is because I met somebody at a community meeting whose family home was being foreclosed on by because of back due water bills. And it was eventually sold, and an out-of-state landlord purchased it. And today, it's either rented or it's vacant. Right. Like, that, that's not a good outcome. Like, yes, we need to collect a water bill, but we need to also be promoting, like, broader stability in our neighborhoods. And so the foreclosing on houses for back-due water bills just does not make sense. And the and- city will say they never foreclose just on back-due water bills, but they roll it into, like, other things, like back-due taxes. Um, but, again, like... We, you know, I think there's been legislation that's been introduced to say that the city will not foreclose on back to water bills, and that also makes sense. So that's another solution is stop, like reevaluate what's happening. Yeah. And, and during that time, do not foreclose on homes for back to water bills. And number three. And the other three? thing the city does is, wait, wait, the other thing the city does is they send back to water bills, they, they put it on the tax bill, and then people's mortgage company pays it. And then if the person doesn't have the money to pay all of that lump sum, then the mortgage company can initiate, initiate foreclosure. So we think the city should not um, not do that. And then the third thing is, is that we think it makes sense because 40, like 50% of Wilmington's population has an income of less than $46,000 a year. That's the median income in the city of Wilmington. So for those families, the water bill means more than people who are making six figures. So for families that cannot afford the water bill as they go up, you know, 60, 80, 100, 125,000 a month, like when that bill becomes something that those families can't pay, we should have we should have a broader system that has a payment for income. So when you're a low income, you can pay for water and it's not it's basically cheaper. All right, got it. I want to get to Ken before we run out of time here, Christian. Uh, thank you very much. By the way, a real quick question. Do you have any idea of what percentage of the water bill is going to uh, the city to pay um, for, like, say, the Department of Finance and such that has nothing to do with water? In other words, what percentage could people well, save if the water bill just paid for water and not other departments? I mean, that's a great question. And some of the details that we shared last night was is that the city currently, um, the water bill, you know, the water, um, 
Water Sewer Fund pays for $7 million. It's proposed in the new budget, $7 million of the finance department's budget. Um, that's about 40% of the finance department budget. And it's $7 million where the where the Water Sewer Fund is so, so we know that there's at least $7 million that could go back to the people uh, for the, and perhaps lower the water bills, and the finance department would have a find a uh, self-funding mechanism. I want to get to uh, Ken Grant on, uh, on city towing and parking fees. Wait, wait, there's one more thing. There's okay. one more thing. There's another $7 million that goes to indirect funds. Okay. Nobody knows what that is, but that's just like a big payment to the city. So that should also be looked at. Like, why is the Water Sewer Fund subsidizing you know, city operations that don't have to do with delivering on it's water. called on indirect funds. Well, that's that's transparent. Indirect funds. Seven, <laughs> yeah. seven mil- so there's seven million dollars there. So the two things that we would recommend looking at would be the seven million dollars in indirect funds and the seven million dollars to the the um, finance department. And of course, it does take money to collect bills, you know, sure. but it probably shouldn't take as much money because the way the sewer fund and I'm almost done the way the sewer fund operates is it's 90 million dollar budget. $20 is a lump sum payment from Newcastle County for the right. sewer treatment plant. And then the remaining 70 is our user fees. So the, for the $7 million in the finance department, they're collecting $70 million in, like, water bills. Seems like a lot. It does, because it, it is. All right, Ken, in addition to uh, all these water hassles and uh, the $14 million that doesn't need to go anywhere except to pay for water bills, apparently, uh, you were also there talking with folks about problems with the parking scandals, the towing scandals in the city, mm-hmm. and trying to find solutions. So how'd that go? Uh, again, collecting more and more uh, horror stories, which, you know, really, again, on this show back in 2011, uh, is the first time that we opened up this can of worms and uh, started hearing about just how horrible the city can be when it comes to uh, collecting on, on these things. Uh, so you've got problems at every single level. There's bad signage throughout the city, confusing signage. People have no idea. Do I pay? Do I not pay? You know, two-hour limit, one-hour limit, who knows? Uh, I, I mean, there's, you can't go three blocks in the city without seeing contradictory or uh, just plain wrong signage about when and where to park. So you you go through that process. They the, they then slam you with uh, the the parking permits, the residential permits. Uh, don't even let you know when those permits are set to expire. You find out when you get a ticket. Then they block you at the uh, appeals process. You know you try to uh, take your case to JP Court for some kind of neutral arbitration and. Uh, yeah, they, the city just won't process that. Instead, they have a contract set up with the with the state of Delaware to block you from being able to re-register your vehicle. Uh, it just, you know, all of this keeps adding up, adding up, adding up. And so, you know, the average driver, and again, we're talking about a city that uh, on average tickets about 70,000 people a year. What's the population of the city of Wilmington? About 70,000 people. So oh, it's, it's almost like, hey, you get a ticket, you get a ticket. Might as well just tax people coming into the city just to, uh, you know, to, to make up for this or something. Which brings us to the fact that just like with the water uh, billing issue, this should not be a revenue generator for the city. Uh, this should be a matter of you maintain uh, parking rules to keep the flow of traffic going to the city for the businesses to thrive and residents to be comfortable. Uh, you don't do it to raise funds for the city, and that's the problem that you know we've been pointing out for uh, over six years now. And the city, you know, continues to try to do this. Now they're going to try to you know, start 
spending uh, other areas of revenue, in, you know, and their, their excuses can be, well, we need to make up for this. Well, you were using an illegal, immoral, and unconstitutional system to begin with to raise this money. This is like you know, uh, uh, saying, well, you know, we need to make sure that the, the local mugger is able to maintain their level of income that they were making <laughs> illegally in the first place. Yeah. And, oh, it's, it's worse than that, yeah. dude. I mean, you, you take a look, for example, uh, at, at the mayor's expenses, and, and uh, you have city council expenses, things like that. And and where's your money going to? The Irish Parade Committee? I love the Irish Parade, but, you know, do you really have to have the St. Paddy's Day Parade Committee funded there by the city and all? Uh, they give money to Delaware State University. The state gives money to DSU. They're flush, you know? Uh, there's some sororities right. they give money to. A million dollars in community activities. Uh, sure, some uh, employees probably needed a 2% salary increase, you know, like the pay raise you got from your boss. And, and then over a million bucks into charities that'll take care of you when you go broke. So they, they need this money. The problem is the more money they get, the more they realize, oh, we could spend this on other people. Maybe they'll even vote for us, right. you know, whatever. Yes, th- we need to cut the spending. And, 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 then, and then outsource a lot of the, the- services, so they're paying for that as well. Well, sometimes outsourcing is a heck of a lot more uh, affordable than having, uh, you know, pensions and health benefits and stuff like, like that. Government doesn't need to do everything internally. Well, the, the problem is that they, they maintain yeah, the internal. Yeah, <laughs> they maintain the internal employees, uh, you know, because they're so and so's brother-in-law or whatever. Well, yeah, uh, and then outsource the actual work. All right, uh, Christian wanted to chime in. Yes, sure. Oh, well, what we see with, um, you know, and I, I think I've said on the show before, I really do believe in government. I, I think that they, you know, they generally, they, they have a really big job to, an important role to play, and they generally do a good job. And there's certainly a lot of very hardworking people who work for the city of Wilmington. And I think that, you know, they want to deliver good services. But these things that are unjust and that are unfair, I think that as a public, we need to hold the decision makers, our elected officials, responsible for making sure that they're doing things that, that aren't harming residents in order to, you know, bring in money for the city. Because we need residents to be stable as well as the city budget to be stable. Gotcha. That, like that makes sense. A I've recipe got... for a sustainable city. But I did want to say that we see <laughs> the subcontracting sometimes, like, you know, as far as parking tickets, we did a little analysis. I think it was 2021 income. I think the city collected something like five mil, five plus million dollars in red light tickets and parking tickets. Then they pay their contractors. Like I don't know three three and a half million, and then there was internal costs of like you know um, paying for parking like expenses, and the city really only netted like something like nine hundred thousand dollars out of the parking revenue. So it's parking ticket revenue. So and, so and we're talking about a contract after that, collecting. The, so maybe the contract. Yeah, the needs- contra- Okay, we're out of time. Uh, Christian, I want to thank you very much. I'm sorry, Ken. I, I wanted to get, I can see if Ken, no if you had time for like a solution uh, to, uh, you know, to the, the city parking and towing woes. Uh, got- openness and transparency, openness and transparency, openness, transparency. There, there you go. go. There's your three. <laughs> Christian Wellauer on the uh, water bills and Ken Grant. Uh, great town hall last night regarding fees and fives in Wilmington.